morning and welcome back to another episode of What's the Line Monday Morning Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan. We're here with Mike. What's going on, everybody? And Marky B. Yes. Uh, continuing to give money uh, each and every week. Love the NFL. Um, so we're back again Monday morning. Let's talk some football. All right. Let's get started with a recap of last night's game between the San Francisco 49ers and the Indianapolis Colts. Colts defeat the 49ers 30-18. to 18. Um, It was a, a slugfest of a game. It was just a, a raining crazy, a lot of wind to start off the game as well. Um, 49ers came out strong, uh, had a, a great first drive, um, you know, went ahead. I think it was 12-0. Um, and it was definitely 12-7 after the first, but uh, the Colts outscored the 49ers 23-6 in the, the final three quarters. 49ers now just 5-14-1 against the spread as a home fave under head coach Kyle Shanahan. Um, so that's not a team that you want to back at home. Uh, but the Colts, I mean, they came out, they played very well. They seemed to game plan for that run. Uh, that run game in that rain. Like I said, I don't know what happened with the 49ers here. I can't I can't continue to bag them because they just have so many ego things. Brandon Ayuk still is not playing, you know, second-round pick last year, not playing. Um, Third-round pick this year, uh, Sermon, he also isn't playing. So the 49ers, I just continue to watch them and just say, hey, I can add back this team. Uh, Colts get it done, though. Big win for them. I think that's four in a row for the Colts. Um, so they continue to win. Got the Titans next week. Um, so it, it it wasn't a bad game at all. Um, I, I needed less points to be scored. Had the under. Yeah, so uh, Colts 49ers. Thought it was a pretty good game. Colts deliver on the road. Get the W and the cup. My thoughts on the game was it was, it was nasty out there, man. That weather was not ideal. And the Colts came out of here with a 30-18 to 18 victory. Uh, they actually went out right. I just want to say uh, shout-out to the Colts for salvaging my day because on best bets, I was 0-2 on Sunday Night Football. I had the Ravens and Chiefs game. I had the Ch- Chiefs in that game. And I had the 49ers, Packers. I had the 49ers in that game. So I got a win under my belt in that aspect. But... About the game itself, I thought Carson Wentz, he looked pretty poised. He didn't throw for a lot of yards, obviously, because the weather wasn't ideal. But he, he'd been looking sharp lately. Um, he threw a couple of touchdowns. Jonathan Taylor was able to run the ball well. But I initially thought, like, when Elijah Mitchell just literally ran down the field in the opening drive, I was like, oh, man, the Colts are in for a long night. But they were able to tighten up a little bit and actually get back in this game and actually come out with a win. So, uh, shout out to the Colts. Uh, 49ers, I really don't know what to make of this team. I really don't. Um, This is another Sunday night football game at home that they lost. They're they're just not good. They're they're just not good. Uh, they'll, They'll look to get on track again next week against the Bears. But I don't know what's up with them. I don't know what's up with them. So, uh, shout out to the coach, man. They got it done. Week 7 kicked off with an AFC North matchup between the Baltimore Ravens and the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals defeated the Ravens 41-17. Bengals covered the 6.5-point spread, and the Bengals are now 7th and 5 at the spread versus a road team under head coach Zach Taylor. Uh, Give us a breakdown of this game. It was I, I I don't I don't even know what to say, man. I don't even know where to start. I guess I guess I gotta start taking the Bengals serious. I'm pretty sure P might say the same thing, but I was trying to fill them out. 
I actually had a play on this game. It was on the opposite side. Ravens obviously did not cover. They lost. I got to take the Bengals serious. They're they looking, they looking for real, man. I wanted to see how they fared against the Ravens, and I finally saw how they fared against the Ravens on the road, too, which is very, very impressive. Uh, Joe Burrow, he's looking really good. Jamar Chase is looking really good as well. Um, Bengals, they're starting to look legit, at least legit playoff contenders. I'll say that, but... I got to get credit when credit is due. I, I don't think I'm going to fade them anymore, P. <laughs> uh, I feel that. Yeah, for me, I mean, it was definitely an impressive win. This score, 41-17, uh, to 17, definitely does not tell the story of the game. It was pretty close uh, until the end of the fourth quarter there. Um, but, yeah, Cincinnati did their thing. Uh, Jamar Chase. But I, what I look at on the Ravens every week is just uh, the, the cornerback, Arnett, I think his name is, with the other uh, threat. Avery, Avery, yeah, they be, they be going after his ass, boy. Okay, no, <laughs> no games. They know the scouting report. So um, I, I just be seeing that. Um, but I, I thought, uh, you know, after this week, considering that the line didn't move at all this during the week, Mike, it stayed at six and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, I think actually it got down to six and then went back up to six and a half. There was definitely, I mean, we talk about Cincinnati money every week, but Baltimore, I mean, had the bye week looming. You know, they still want to beat this team, but Cincinnati was you know, really ready. I mean, they, you, you only, I mean, how many times you're just going to keep getting punched in the face? So, um, yeah. you know, in hindsight, uh, Cincinnati was definitely the, the right side for Baltimore with a bye week coming up for week eight. But uh, it, was, it, it was a pretty good game to the fourth quarter. Uh, Cincinnati blew it open. So, yeah, that's what I thought about the game. Okay. Yeah, it looked like, as for defense, it kind of looks like they tried to double chase and just left everyone else open. Is that tight end had a big play on Humphrey? And it was just, to me, it was just like, why is he even that wide open? Oh, oh yes. Yeah. It was national tight end today, uh, tight end today, <laughs> tight end day as well. So um, that, that was pretty cool. It was a lot of tight ends that went went to, uh, went to crazy. But yeah, you, what is his name? CJ Uzama? Yeah, Uzama. Yeah, Uzama. He definitely did his thing in that game. All right. Let's get into our afternoon game. Jared Goff made his return to California to take on his former team. The Rams defeated the Lions 28-19. The Lions covered the 16.5-point spread and are now 26-26-1 at the spread versus NFC teams since 2017. The Rams are now 1-4 at the spread as a double-digit favorite at home under Sean McVay. Give us a breakdown of this game. Uh, for me, I just thought it was a lot of points. Like that was that was a lot of points. Uh, we all knew Jared Goff was going to have a homecoming and obviously a revenge game. Uh, and homecoming, like I said, because he's from California. But I, I was impressed with the Lions. Obviously, they they did not show up last week, but today they definitely showed up. And I mean, they had a ten nothing lead in the first quarter. And you know, the Rams they Rams fell behind, but they ended up turning up. But I was I was impressed from what I saw from from Detroit today, man. It was you know they still fight to the end. I know they lost by nine, but um, they were definitely well in this game. Like they had a lead going into the fourth quarter, which is you know impressive in itself. Uh, but yeah, man, Rams got out of there. I guess it kind of a little bit of a trap game. Maybe they overlooked this opponent. Obviously, um, I don't think Matthew Stafford did, but I feel like the Rams, you could say as a team. And even as a coach, that probably overlooked this team. But Lions 0-7, they did cover the spread. But, yeah, 0-7, not, not very good. <laughs> All right, so I feel like I got a lot on this game. I'm not going to hold you. All right, so 
Uh, the the Rams are now one and four against the spread as a double digit favorite at home. Um, so I mean, I, I think that speaks volumes. Uh, they, they're much better on the road as a double digit favorite. Uh, we saw that last week. They covered against the Giants in that same spot. But um, yeah, the Lions, uh, Dan Campbell, the snowman, uh, endless fucking just fake punts and onside kicks <laughs> and everything galore. Uh, it, it was just it was out. Of, it was it was just so out of control. But he he definitely came out guns blazing. I can appreciate that. I mean, you're zero and fucking six. Like yo, do what you got to do. So um, I thought that was that was nice to see. Cooper Cup continues to dominate. Two touchdowns today. Um, him and Matthew Stafford just continue to uh, connect. But I thought I thought the Rams just looked uh, vulnerable. Um, I mean, we I just talked about this special team. So that was pretty much exposed today. We didn't know that you know that looked as bad as it did. Um, mm-hmm. You can kind of catch them off guard. Uh, but then also, I mean, their defense. I mean, they've had spots like this before, like against the Bears in week one. We saw like the Bears, Montgomery was doing his thing and it, they can kind of get up on teams and make them one dimensional. But yeah, this Rams defense, I'm just wary of them. Um, you know, I had them in a, a teaser. I do like these 4 p.m. teasers and sometimes usually it's like a 10 point, you know, sometimes it's a 10 point value. So all of those that are listening out there, you can get like a, a three team 10 point teaser value at your local mm-hmm. sports book, I'm sure. But um, so yeah, I had, I had the Rams minus. I was really, I was really feeling the six, but six and a half was there. So I teased them down six and a half points, and that was that was pretty tough to, to get that out of there. So I did, I did win that. But um, yeah, Lions played it tough, and then um, I love winless teams at this point of the year, so they start to cover a little more. So that, that's what I thought about this game. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Okay. Any other noteworthy action for Week Seven? Blowouts galore. Yeah. Endless blowouts, bro. I, I don't know what the hell happened to the Chiefs. Um, uh, the Patriots scored 54 points in the year 2021. Um, I don't know what the hell is going on, uh, but it's just this is a bunch of blowouts today, man. I, I can't call it, man. Pete, what you think, bro? Um, yeah, I mean, for me, what's really I had, a, I had an Eagles best bet plus the three points. They just really did not show up. Um, they gave up 31 unanswered. Uh, well, I think it was 33 unanswered to, to Vegas. So um, that, that was a really bad uh, look for them. Jalen Hurts is going to be bench soon, I believe. I mean, you got Minshew right there. Well, I think probably a better quarterback. So um, th- that stood out to me. Arizona didn't look great today, but still covered the 20-point spread, which is, you know, ridiculous. So, I mean, speaks to your blowout. Um, but Carolina got their ass kicked again. Good for us. Hooray. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Three points, me. Three points. Yeah, we, we suck. We suck. Um, but then um also, yeah, like you said, Kansas City just continues not to be able to cover. I mean, it continue to lay points. I know they land 13 next week, but uh I, I don't know about them. Um, and then Green Bay, Washington. I don't know really. I don't got too much to say about that, but I think that uh you know, Washington continues to give up a lot of passing yards. So, I mean, that's something to look at every week on a prop bet. All right. So, we wrap up week seven with a matchup with my New Orleans Saints taking on Seattle Seahawks. Who that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So, despite some key injuries to the Saints, they're actually three and two after spread this season. Uh, the Saints are 10 and eight after a bye. Seattle is 14, seven and three at the spread after a loss since 2017. And 24 and 20 and three in non-division games with three and four at, at home dogs. All right. So I just want to say the Saints are favored by four and a half points this game with the over being over under 42 and a half points. 
Historically, the last time the Saints were favored over the Seattle Seahawks was 2011. You guys know what happened? Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, you know, I'm just throwing it out there. But, you know, give us a breakdown of what we're looking for. Uh, yeah, for me, what I'm looking for in this game um, is just uh, how the Saints, the Saints are coming off a of bye week. So we know that, um, you know, uh, was Sean Payton 10 and 8 against the spread out there bye. Um, but actually, he is 40 and 19 against the spread in the month of October. Sean Payton is. So, um, you know, and off the top of my head, I believe they're like, um, you know, uh, 17 and 4 since 2017. So they're really good in the month of October. Another laying points here. I'm, I'm I'm looking at that. And can they attack the Seattle uh, defensive backs? Like they they give up the you know 28th most opponents passing yards per game. Well, they give up a lot on the ground too. Seattle, uh, they give up over 140 yards on the ground too. So this is a bad defense. So I'm wondering can Seattle take advantage? Of, I mean, can the Saints take advantage of this? And um, you know, the Kamars of the world. And uh, is James going to pass for a lot of yards? So, um, and then I mean. I don't know. I don't. I want to count on Geno. I mean, he looked pretty good in some spot. I just think when he gets uh, in close games, he just turns turns left. But uh, it could be a close one. Um, the spread came down from five, but it looks like four and a half now. But, so I'm looking at all those things for this matchup. Uh, yeah, for me, definitely like Pete said, the Saints coming off a bye. I want to, you know, see if they're not going to come out flat. I want to see, you know, Sean Payton open things up a little bit more for Jameis. Uh, another thing I'm looking at is, you know, the weather in this game. Uh, mm-hmm. It's probably going to look similar to uh, how the Sunday night game looks. So uh, we got to see about that. But uh, if I had to lean, I'd probably lean Saints off a of bye. I, don't, I just don't really know what's up with Seattle. I feel like. I feel like Pittsburgh lets um, Seattle back in the game last week, but I feel like the Saints would, would put them away. But I definitely uh, – I'm leaning Saints right now. All right. Let's get into our best bets this week. So, I, I got to admit, I took my L last week. Mike, you had it. Shout don't out to you here. Don't, <laughs> don't fade Derrick Henry. <laughs> don't fade Derrick Henry. That's all I got to say. All right, P, give us yours. All right, so I'm going to keep the, uh, the the tease me train rolling. Um, I think this is a great spot to tease. We talk about the weather. But I'm going I'm to tease a uh, two-team teaser, minus 110. Seahawks, uh, they're plus four and a half, so I'm going to get them. Actually, I'm going to do a seven-point teaser, uh, which is minus 120. So I'm going to take the Seahawks uh, plus uh, 11 and a half, and then I'm also going to take the under uh it's 42 and a half. So under 49 and a half. So two team teaser minus 127 points. Uh, I'm going to take the Seahawks plus the points um, and then under the 49 and a half. I like it. Best bet. Okay. Uh, for me, my best bet, and I, I'm not even a total guy, but I, I got to go with the under in this game. I got to go with the under 42 and a half. I just feel like. If both teams are going to run the ball effectively, given the bad weather, I don't I don't think either of these coaching staffs trust their QBs to try to air it out in the rain. I know I wouldn't. I wouldn't trust neither one of these guys. But, yeah, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, ugly game, muck it up type of game. Yeah. And some probably still cover, but 
Yeah, I, I think it's going to be an ugly game. I don't, I don't see them uh, getting close to 40. Uh, so, yeah, I don't see them getting close to 42 and a half. So, uh, for me, this week, best bet is going to be the under 42 and a half. Not really a total guy, but as far as prop angles, I didn't really see too much that I loved. Uh, so, I'm going to rock with the, uh, the under 42 and a half. All right. I'm going to take Alvin Kamara over 128 and a half. Uh, receiving and rushing yards. Um, he's been averaging about 96 and a half total yards per game this season. Um, as for rushing, he had 118 against New England, 120 against the Giants, 122 against Washington. Um, like I said, with the weather, I see that kind of going up, really staying with the ground game. We got a lot of wide receivers out again, um, so I don't think the passing games, I think tomorrow's going to be the main guy that they lean on, especially since we're also having a lot of injuries in the running back room. Um, I think he'll this will be kind of his breakout game for this year. So I'm going with the over 128 and a half uh, passing, receiving, and rushing yards. All right. That sounds solid. So that wraps us up for week seven. Hope you guys all have a good week, and we'll talk to you next week.